Yes, it is Friday, September 2, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Adam Pengilly coming on shortly from the Herald. Uh, we'll look at that win last night for Parramatta, 22-14 to 14 over the Melbourne Storm uh, tonight. None other than the Roosters and the Bunnies. They're at the brand new Allianz Stadium. The first match there will be the NRLW match between the Roosters and St. George Illawarra. And then the Bunnies and the Chooks, the market with Tab. It's uh, the Roosters, $1.74 favourites. South's $2.10. And skinny line of $1.5. South's the plus. See what else to watch this weekend, Clarky. I know me. you'll be all over this. The UFC on Sunday. Ah, yes. I did Makes see that. its debut in Paris. Yep. Sunday our time. Whitaker? Fr- France lifted a ban on cage fighting. So uh, that's ah. what it's allowed this to, to occur in Paris. But, uh, yeah, Whitaker, but tied to Avasa, Shui oh, Vasa. Yeah, he's, he's main event, isn't the he? The Western Sydney boy. Yeah. He says in his own words he's been to fat camp in Thailand in the lead-up to this fight in preparation, and he fights Frenchman Cyril Garn. And he's $4.75, a big outsider. The prize for the winner of this is a world title shot, a heavyweight world title shot. So... Massive moment Someone's for the boy from out. Western Sydney, Shui Vasa. And in the co-headline event, you mentioned Rob Whittaker. Yep. Fights for the first time since his loss to Israel Adesanya back in February. And he faces 28-year-old Italian Marvin Vittori. And uh, Whittaker's $1.44 favourite with Tab Vittori, $2.80. So to get back on track, big, big fight, fight for, for Whittaker. But yeah. for Tui Vasa, yeah. what a moment for him. Oh, yeah. To go into France and face a Frenchman too in his own backyard... Mate, he is that tough. Oh, that, that's the one thing you know about the heavyweights. Someone is getting knocked out cold. <laughs> yeah. One punch, one kick, and good evening. They won't actually. They won't even kick. It'll just be a brawl and one connect and good night. But yeah, I, uh, I'll be watching mm. that on Sunday if I'm not uh, driving to Kalala Beach <laughs> to see the mm. old boy. Go and see your old boy, Clarky. Yeah, Go and I see know, your father. I'm mad. I wished him happy Father's Day. I gave him the hug and I'll ring him and we've got FaceTime. But if he wants me to come down, Loz, I'll be down there. I was going to say, It's his mate, day. Mate. Yep, it is his day. You need to spoil them. Yep. Go and spoil your father. Yeah. Nice and spoil your wives. A little secret. You should spoil your husbands too on Father's <laughs> Day. Oh, Joshy, oh, we don't need actually, to worry about the wife part. This stage, that's a, that's a that's a little. We're having to talk about that. This day, we're, we're oh, with Loz. Geez, I tell you what, we had a good discussion yeah, on the way up you, to Jinder. Is what, he ready to covered, go, Loz? Is he oh, ready? No, to... Well, we we covered a lot of topics. I bet what, you did. I, I feel like now. Diamond rings would have been one of them. I reckon. No, well, I feel like I'm a father. <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit of a father now. To Josh, we've bonded that closely over the last couple of days. What, what have you advised him? Scenarios. What have you advised him to do? I've got a whole book of advice. <laughs> a whole book. No, but Loz is, Loz is just saying he, he thinks, as a, as a father, from his wife, he should be spoiled as well. Mm. So it's, to be honest, I, yeah. If you agreed I, I did agree with yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, especially you, mate, because you're, you're a very special man, isn't he, boys? You should be spoiled as much as you. I, I <laughs> think the whole world. I think the mother of your kids obviously plays a big part when your kids are young. But in Loz's case right now, his kids are old enough to work out if they want to buy their dad a Father's Father's Day present or not. I don't think his wife owes him anything right now. Sunday's nothing to do with his wife. She doesn't have to spoil him. No, not not in this case I'm not. Your kids are old enough. Okay, mate, I want to find... Us males have to stick together. <laughs> well, I want to find out what Adam Pegilly's oh, getting on Sunday. Males have to stick together. We've got to support one another. <laughs> oh, do we? Oh, oh, mate, I'll keep mate. that in mind when my horse is running. 
Mate, <laughs> the, world, the world is being overtaken. <laughs> oh, my God. We Can... need to stick solid here, boys. Well, Otherwise, there's no future for us. I was with you, loves. From there's this... no future for us, males. <laughs> From the Sydney Morning Herald, Adam Pengilly, morning to you, mate. Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. Sunday, how does uh, Father's Day look for you? Brekkie in bed or w- w- what's going on? No, I've got to work, Jared. I always work Sundays. That's my work day, so it won't be too much out of the ordinary for me. Hopefully, I can get a sleep in till, I don't know, 7, 7.30 if I'm yeah, lucky. Um, Do you get spoilt, day. though, Adam? Uh, yes, a little bit, Loz. Yeah, yeah. The boys, <laughs> it's funny. My boys have been um, been making Father's Day presents at school and daycare this week, and they've been telling me all week that Father's Day, Father's Day presents they've made, but I, I can't go into their rooms until I find them. All yeah. <laughs> oh, right. But what about from your wife? Uh, yeah, she might. Get me some breakfast or something like that, hopefully. Oh, that's no. good. Just a little gesture. You're not after a lot. <laughs> no, no, not a lot, Lord. You just want to feel just a little bit special, don't you? Like, you just I, want I, to feel loved. You want to, you know, you just want to feel like you've contributed something to the family. <laughs> well, she, she could, what she could do, Lord, she, she, could, she, could, she could give me a tab voucher. That'd be a really nice present for oh, Father's Day. Oh, there we go. <laughs> tab voucher. Oh, tab voucher. What do you think he said? <laughs> oh, don't want to. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Cab, you thought he said cab. Oh, I thought he said something else. Yes, yes. Uh, All right, week one of the finals uh, orbit confirmed now, you'd say, Adam. I think we're looking at, well, we're looking at certainly the Panthers and the Eels. That's locked in. The Sharks and the Cowboys, just a matter of who hosts the match. The Storm almost certain to play. Well, you'd say the Raiders, unless they have a meltdown at Leichhardt, and the Roosters and the Bunnies will go around again. Yeah, how good are these matchups, Jared? It's going to be a fascinating week one of the finals. In particular, well, obviously Penrith and Parramatta. Well, Parramatta played them twice this year. They're pretty much the only team that's had the wood over them all season. So, you know, Parramatta, they, they, were, they were good last night, weren't they, boys? They were fantastic. Uh, it was a huge, high-pressure stakes game. And probably the last few years, that's where they can be criticised. They haven't won the big games at the end of the season in the finals when, when they probably should have. So that's a bit of a tick for them. And I, I think they'll be right up for this game against Penrith next week. Um, just knowing that they've beaten them twice already this year, there's something about their style of play that just, just troubles Penrith a little bit. The, the fact they've got that sort of high-intensity offload game, they like a lot of second-phase play. So they'll be keen for that game. Obviously, as you mentioned, Mido, the Sharks and the Cowboys. How about South and the, and, and the Roosters playing against each other again next week? Like All they're virtually doing tonight is playing for hosting rights. That's going to be fascinating. And, I'm intrigued by this potential matchup between the Storm and Canberra because, Loz, you know better than most, Canberra's got a really good record against Melbourne down there at Amy Park. Uh, they have, Adam, but I don't want to think about that game just yet because I'm a little bit, bit concerned about, about Sunday. Game, oh, Come on, Daly. I'm more nervous even about me, them being the Tigers than me. what they will if they have to play Melbourne next weekend. What? I'll be quite confident next weekend against Melbourne. Oh. You're more confident that Canberra will beat Melbourne than yes. they will beat the West Tigers. Yes, yes. Yeah. What are you drinking? Yeah, it snows what? every day in Jindabyne as well. What are you I'm, drinking, mate? I'm, I'm telling you, boys. You know what, boys? I'm, I know where Loz is coming from here. And I know you're going to say, oh, you're here together. But I don't know where reason, either of you are coming from. But this week, Canberra, they're meant to win this game. Next week, they go into that semi, they're probably not meant to win that game. And I find, when I watch Canberra, when they're not meant to win, they, they're a better chance of winning. They they will play well against Melbourne, no, no matter where it is. Um, they, they just love taking on Melbourne. And their style of footy worries Melbourne. The Tigers, Sunday afternoon, Leichhardt Oval, it's just something about that place 
that concerns me. And mentally with the Raiders watching the game the day before with the Broncos playing and hoping that they lose and taking their focus off what they need to do on the Sunday, I, I think it's just a test mentally for them. And I, I, I'm just I'm worried about it. There you go. I, I'm worried. I'm more, I'm more worried about Sunday than what I will be the following week if they play Melbourne. Joseph Suwali is out tonight for the Roosters. Yeah, uh, fascinating call, Jared. Just give me a bit of a rest, heading towards the finals next week. I, we, uh, Rob had a press conference yesterday and asked him a question saying, you're going to wait to see the result of this game tonight between, or last night, sorry, between Parramatta and Melbourne to decide what you're going to do. Because obviously with Parramatta winning now, there's not much on the line for the Roosters. And he said, no, we're not going to play any games. We know what our team is. Well, obviously, he knew earlier in the week that Suwali wasn't going to play. I want to talk to you boys about this this concerning act notice that's been sent out to, to the Roosters for Joseph Suwali and his running style against the Tigers. I must admit, I have noticed this once or twice this year. His carries out of the backfield have been absolutely enormous and his toughness for someone so young is just incredible. It's blown me away this year, but he has probably got his knee up just once or twice in his running style when he collides with the defence and no doubt the NRL match review committee has picked up on it, just sent out a little warning letter saying, OK, just keep this in the back of your mind. Uh, we've noticed this. We don't want this to escalate any further. But... um. I wonder if he has to really think about his technique uh, heading towards the finals for the next couple of weeks. Adam, just away from the finals, mate, uh, Tyson Gamble made uh, a couple of interesting comments uh, throughout the week about, about Kevy, his coach. What, what was your thoughts on them, mate? Yeah, Grubby, I, I, I found this fascinating, wasn't I? Whether he let his guard down on a podcast, which was probably a little bit more relaxed or anything like that, but virtually saying that Adam Reynolds is a go-to man for anything they want to know about football. They seek his advice and his counsel about how they want to play, and Kevy's sort of the motivator guy. Jeez, I tell you what, the timing was just absolutely horrible, isn't it, really? Right. Heading to the final round of the season. They've been in a, a terrible patch the last month. They can still make the finals, obviously. I know it's an, an outside chance, but they need to dust up the Dragons there tomorrow night at, at, at Cogra. I haven't Kevy. read a lot... Uh, sorry, Adam, I haven't read a lot of, about this story. You know, I saw it um, this morning. But is he actually saying that Adam coaches the side, or is it more about Kevy's instructions... Uh, to Adam, and then Adam instructs the players out there on the field because that's what you ha- what you have back to do, isn't it? No, I think it was more the former laws, more that more that Adam actually coaches the side. He says he right. sort of works on our attack, and we we go to him to ask for any advice or anything like that. And I know Tyson Gabe was not going to be at the club probably next year. Um, Kevin... <laughs> definitely not going to be now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he signed to go, to, play to, go to the Knights. Yeah, Knights, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get an early uh, mark, I reckon. Uh, I just think I, I honestly think it's it's just been taken out of context a bit because I've been in teams where well the halfback is is the power. general You've yeah power yeah your halves. and I, I, Voss, I think it was Vossi he went off like saying you know he's he's trying to say that he's people don't go to the coach and, and whatnot but I know you know with my halfback I, that's where I get a lot of my info because sometimes if the coach is busy or he's got plenty going on the halfbacks he's your he's your mate. And he's spoken to the coach. He's the captain. So he knows everything and just filters it through the team. Yeah, well, that's what I thought it was. And I know just with us, with Ricky Stewart, when you play with Ricky, he was the, the guy that controlled everything and he was the the guy that took the coach's instructions out on the field and had to make sure that he delivered. Did he not, did he not I, say I something assumed... also about Kevy's got to keep up with... The times, or he's a bit yeah. old school, or did he not no, say something he, like that? He as well? just said that the modern day is so different to the way that Walters played. Yeah, yeah, you can't say that. Again, like we talk right. about it every single day on this program, how you know we're paid to have an opinion, and they say speak the truth. When you're in a team environment, 
you always have to protect the people around you. So you try and be as honest as you can, but you know what comes out of your mouth. You need to protect your teammates, your coach. In my predicament, it was Cricket Australia. You, you don't go on any television show, any radio program, any podcast and risk saying that, in my opinion, if things are okay with the coach. There's obviously, in my opinion, beef here. And even if there is beef, I still don't think you should be saying that about your coach. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, now- yeah, well, well, it is. It is fascinating. Mm. But, uh, you know, all coaching structures are, are different. Sometimes the head coach delegates to the assistants and the, the assistants do all the, the technical work and you've got your head coach just overseeing it all. Um, and then you've got other head coaches that like to be micromanagers and be on top of everything and control everything. Um, different coaching setups work differently. But for me, I always, well, always wanted my halfback to be the guy that was your coach out there on the footy field. Now, before you go, Adam, got to get a tip. Tomorrow, Ramwick, what do you like? Yeah, I'm always embarrassed to tip this is the best bet on the program, Jerry. But what was it, $2.40 final field on Wednesday? Eduardo and the Concord Stakes, I'm pretty sure. That was an absolute luxury, that price. But race mm. five, number one, Eduardo, my best bet on the program. I just can't see where to turn to in that Concord Stakes if it's not him. I think he just trails the early speed on Malkovich and should be too strong late. We know he's great fresh. A thousand metres is right up his alley. He should be winning. And my value bet on the program is race three, number 13, Booba Lucy. Uh, Amir just resuming off a long time on the sideline. Only the one quiet trial, but she looks fairly forward enough to me. She might be just a run short, but at the price, and when you dig into her form, um, there's a lot of depth to her form. I think she can really show up here fresh. So race five, number one, Eduardo, the best on the program, and race three, number 13, Hoover Lucy, the best value at Ramwick there tomorrow. Which is a $7.50 chance or two sixty to place. Mate, you have a great weekend and Father's Day. Thanks so much. See you, boys. We'll chat on Monday. Wallaby Springboks sold out Allianz Stadium tomorrow night. Joining us, Wallaby great Matt Burke. Berkey, morning to you. Hey, get on, Meadow. Um, mate, it's, uh, it looks like a good track, too. It looks like a quick track. Obviously, the the boys are on it tonight with the uh, the rugby league, and then it's, uh, the the union boys tomorrow. It's going to be great. No changes for the first time, well, since in the starting fifteen Love at it. least since Rennie has been uh, coaching the Wallabies. Uh, it's just the same thing we say every time. It seems when they have a, a, a win like they had last weekend, can they back it up? What gives you the confidence yeah. they will? Because that was that was one of their better performances. I've got to say in a long time, Berkey, and that includes yeah. their wins last year over the Springboks. They were immense for that game last weekend. Yeah, mate, they had to be up for it, didn't they? Because they were copping a bit of flack after that Argentina loss. But I suppose the the, the, the good thing that uh, I suppose everyone enjoyed, and, and even the old boys enjoyed, was the the, the start. Uh, you know, it was because they'd been asleep in the last yeah. couple of weeks uh, in that first opening whistle, and they got off to a flyer. Uh, yeah, McWright scoring the try there. We got a couple of goals. Uh, I, I must admit, then it became like sort of a, a test match. We became an arm wrestle. Um, then the tackle from Corabetti was just like, oh my gosh, that, how good was that? It just um, it sparked the team up again. So that's probably the biggest one, mate. And you talk about consistency. You're right. Um, it, you, you need that cohesion to be able to play and play well. And, and look, I'm I'm, I'm glad Noah Lawrence played pretty well. Uh, you know, he scored that. Well, he set up that try for McWright's second when he went through on that inside ball, and it seemed like he played with a bit of confidence. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer if, you, if, you, if you're number 10, um, he's confident and touching the ball as much as uh, they should be, your team's in a better place. So uh, it'd be interesting tomorrow night with a bit of rain maybe about how they change up their game plan. Uh, Faf de Klerk, the, the, the nine for South Africa, might be just bombs away. I think they got lulled into a, 
you know, we must play against Australia. I think they'll go back to the way they've played you know, World Cup and sort of kick the leather off the ball, so to speak. So uh, our bloke's got to be ready for, for lots of ball to be able to run after that. Berkey, who wins, buddy? And also, who wins between the All Blacks and Argentina? Ah, that's going to be a good one, isn't it, Clarkie? Is I it ever? Think, I think the All Blacks are just, they, they are hurting at the moment. It's the first time they've really sort of, sort of I suppose, copped the heat, you know, like it, it, and copped heat like other teams have as well. So uh, I think you'll see a bounce back from them. I think they'll get up. Uh, our game, I think the Aussies. Uh, I, I, Love it. You know, I, I looked at that game last week at, uh, you know, South Africa coming across. They've, that poor record, I thought they would have um, uh, eclipsed that, but... I mean, they're really struggling, uh, you know, when they've come to Australia. So, hey, let's uh, let's keep it going the same way and take Australia. We've got Josh Reynolds joining us this morning, Berkey, and uh, I reckon he would have even been proud of the the effort that Nick White put on uh, to ensure that yellow card against Faf de Klerk there last weekend. But how about, honestly, what about Berkey? I mean, you know what the South Africans are like, seriously. Some of these salty South Africans. I mean, when you look at people like Butch James blowing up over there in the Republic, Butch James pulled off some of the great cheap shots you'll see. Bucky's Boiter and all the dark arts that he emerged in over his career. Some of the commentary from over there has been a dead set joke. I, I tell you what, I saw Red, I saw Mr. Reynolds and Mr. White there all through and through. That was that was him. <laughs> um, mate, I, I, it's funny, isn't it? Because you know, like that. Look, I, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I, I thought when he when it, when it happened, and then he sort of uh, you know he, he sort of went to the ground, I, and I <laughs> I blew up. I said, get up! Like yeah. that was nothing. So, but you know, it's to the letter of the law, and I think that's where that's where the game is going at the moment. It, it, there's no sort of uh, there's no sort of understanding or uh, or manipulation from the referees. There's no sort of you know, uh, and there's no sort of give. So we are so uh, definite on the laws. Uh, whereas in previous years, if that happened, the referee on the run goes, "Mate, stop being a pork chop. Get up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw you got hit in the head, and I'll, and I'll make sure it doesn't happen again." So yeah, they're, they're, everyone is playing for for penalties these days, uh, and and look. <laughs> Rightly so, from Whitey. He should have copped a he should have copped a bit of grief. But you're right; those those names that you threw out, uh, they are they are some of the best all time uh, dodgy dodgy yeah. blokes from South Africa. Big time. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure what, what was wrong with it, boys, but to be completely <laughs> honest. But, but, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. It's all, it's all in the game. Uh, Berkey, look, that that tackle from from Corabidi was probably one of the best. I reckon I've seen, honestly. Like, it was no chance. If, if, you, if you slow it down, uh, you know, grit by grit, like, it's, it was unbelievable. What do you, that's, that, that is a huge play um, when you're on the field as, as a player. For the Wallabies, it seems like they're a lot more tougher now and, they, and they're doing those little things for each other on the field. What do you think's changing their mentality over the last couple of games, mate? I reckon you get... Uh, I reckon you get... Um... You know, when you get criticised, that, that certainly stings. And, and uh, when you get all the punters sitting on the sideline saying, you blokes are this, that and the other, uh, you know, you boys have been there. You know exactly what it's, uh, what it's like. Uh, and so there's a bit of fire in the belly. Um, and you're right, when that, when that tackle happened, you saw the boys get around him real quick and just uh, the mood lift. Uh, it's interesting, uh, again, we, we take commentary from overseas and someone wrote, you know, that was a, a cannonball tackle that could have been illegal. Um, <laughs> It wasn't illegal because, one, he got his head in the wrong spot, so he was never going to get that arm around there. Um, but what a shot. I mean, it was just... Uh, I, remember, I remember sitting up in the, uh, <laughs> in the box behind the glass, but I still heard the, I still heard the noise. 
Uh, it was epic. The hit was just phenomenal. And it lifted the team, no doubt about it. So uh, more of that um, uh, tomorrow night, the better for, uh, for our guys, that's for sure. Berkey, you're in charge of the ARU. You've got a couple of big tours coming up, obviously, with the British and Irish Lions and the World Cup here in Australia. Rugby league players are the topic on everyone's lips in rugby union. They're going to target this bloke and that bloke. Who are you going after and what are you prepared to pay? Well, certainly not over, Loz, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, where, where they sit at the moment, um, they'll have a look at some players, absolutely. They, but they can't be old players, that's for sure. They've got to be some young guys who oh. uh, potentially have had some experience in the game as well because, you know, the, we know the ins and outs of, uh, of, of rugby can be lost a little bit, um, you know, from, from guys that a changing code. So, uh, you know, I know all the talk is about Joseph Suli'i at the moment and, and, you know, his talent. Um, do you get him on board? Potentially. There are a lot of young players that, uh, that could come across, but uh, I, don't th- I don't think throwing the checkbook willy-nilly to, to rugby league blokes will be the answer. Um, yes, I'll target some. I mean, that's, this is a higher pay grade for me, but, um, you know, looking at the moment, um, do, do you do like a... 03 World Cup when, you know, Sailor, Fakiri and Rogers came across and potentially there could be some blokes there. I suppose the difficult part is, you know, the, the, the guys that then get uh, omitted, if that's the word, because of um, uh, because of those positions being filled. So, look, it, it, it'll be on the target. Uh, who it is? Laws, I don't know yet. I'm sure they will. They'll, they'll like mm. to create a little bit of a stir as well, I reckon. Big weekend. Uni Gordon in the Shoot Shield Grand Final into the Wallaby Springboks Berkey. Enjoy. Yeah, good on you, boys. Have a great weekend, too. This Father's Day, Drummond Golf is giving you the chance to win the ultimate golfing experience for your dad and a friend to the 2022 Australian Open at the Victoria Golf Club, valued at $8,500 to win. Simply purchase a Drummond Golf gift card valued at $50 or more from any Drummond Golf store, either in-store or online between August 4 and September 4, and you will go into the draw to win. Visit drummondgolf.com.au for full terms and conditions. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest. ACT permit number 22-012. 30, SA license number T22 slash 983. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Now, this morning in the Premier League, uh, Manchester United have won at the King Power 1-0. They've beaten Leicester United. We've got Roger Rashid coming up shortly to talk some tennis. Amongst the results this morning, Carlos Alcaraz, the third seed, has got through in straight sets against Correa of Argentina. Jess Pagula's run in straight sets. Garbinia Muguruza in straight sets, the ninth seed. Through Igish Viatek has beaten Sloane Stevens 6-3, 6-2 as well. Of course, yesterday, Nick Kyrgios beat Benjamin Bonzi in four sets and complained about some marijuana smoke, apparently, <laughs> there at Arthur, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh, it's just a new one. There's a new one every day. It's incredible. And Serena Williams beats uh, the second seed, Annette Contevate, in three sets. Go, Serena. 40 years of age. And guess who she plays well, next, Well, no, I've got a problem now. I've got a real problem. Alia Tomjanovic. Yeah. The, the Aussie. Aussie v Serena. I'm, I've been... I want Serena to win. I want her to win. It but how, how do I dare story. go for her now? Amazing In this story. next game. Uh, now, before we get to Rog, just a reminder, the Sticky Wings multi is open. And Jay Reynolds and L Daly have put their heads together. And they've come up with this. All at Randwick tomorrow. Race five, number two in the Concord. Race five, number two, Eduardo to run top two. In the Tramway, race seven, number four, Profondo, top four. And in the Chelmsford, race eight, number one, Mwanga, top four. It's paying $5 with tab 
on the Tab app, the Tab website. Just click on Sport and Today's Offers. And Josh and Loz will be back with us after 8 o'clock this morning. So, Pup, it's you and me. Morning, Rog. Morning, boys. And, Clarky, I'm, I'm a bit with you. Mate, uh, how do you – like, what do we do? Uh, well, I think I think we've all got to jump on the Serena Williams train. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and how good is it last ride. Did you say no? Great story. Did you say great, no? Great, great story, but I'm no way. I, do you know what? I've still got in the back of my head her what? horrendous Poor tantrum no. when, she, oh, when Stoza mate, beat her. Let it go. Oh, it was just so. It's 1935. Pathetic. Let it go. But it is mate, a great story. How do you not? Like, it has just been unbelievable. I, I, I even. She lost it. She loses the second set the other night, and then come back and won the third. And just to see the crowd get behind, mate. Tiger Woods was in the crowd, pumping, cheering, and getting out of his seat. Like that to me, that's what sports about. Yeah. When you've got other amazing athletes, Tiger Woods, what a legend! He's like he's got the goosebumps and he's out of the chair. I loved it. I honestly, I, I want to go for the Aussie, but geez, I want Serena to win. Yeah, no, I think we want Isla to play a, a really high-quality match. There's no doubt about that. And look, if she wins, great. We love that yeah. because she was it's involved a win-win. in a moment. Yeah. She was involved in a massive moment on centre court at, with 24,000, 5,000 yeah. people where she was a disruptor in a party that everyone wants to be, in, be, be invited to. So I guess if that happens, wow, that's a moment for her and, and that'll be a career moment. She'll be able to sit back and say, I was the person that... Uh, you know, that that did that. I mean, um, Baghdadis did it to Andre Agassi mm. at the US Open mm. as well. And, you know, it was one of those moments. So if she does win, great. Um, but Has she got the game, Rog, to beat Serena? Yeah, on this, on this court, she likes to hit the ball, you know, likes to hit the ball through the court. And the court plays quite quick, Clarky Middow. So um, it, it gets through the court. So I think it's a beautiful pace court because you can do a bit of everything on the court. But it does um, promote um, off, offense. There's no doubt about that. And... Look, what I liked about Serena, been out for a year, played a couple of matches during the American summer, the hardcourt swing, couldn't quite get things together. First round was, was as you said, it was more an emotional uh, forward steps where she got through and just pulled everything out. But yesterday there was, look, the greats, I think, in any sport, regardless of whether they've been out there or not for periods of time, when it's their time, yes, sometimes it's a flop and it doesn't quite happen, but... There are a lot of times where subconsciously things just turn up yeah. and they just, they've got so much in the bank to, you know, there's so much stuff there that they've been through, that they've experiences, the, the memories in their mind. And Serena's ball striking last night was very pure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really rewinding the clock. Her serving was big, her first strike tennis. And, you know, she played confident is no slouch. I thought she did a great job, but mentally at the end, it breaks you down because the noise in that stadium, and I've been in there when it's been rock and rolling on a number of times, uh, it's just deafening, and especially when they're rooting for an all-time uh, champ and an all-time great. So it would magnify that by 10. And, and I just think, look, she broke down in her press conference uh, continent after the, after she fielded a whole lot of uh, questions in English, and then she, then she, she had um, questions in her language, and then she, she actually broke down. So the mental strain it takes to stay the journey. And, um, yes, yeah, so I think Serena's uh, look in her section looks really good. It looks uh, – it's it's a section where you, you look through there and you think, wow, if her body can stay stable, mm. um, there's there's a lot more to come out of this uh, tournament for her. And and I think one thing that you you may have noticed when you whenever you see Serena, she's smiling, but 
wow, she assassin. She's oh, an man. she's an assassin out there. She she wants to compete, still yeah. wants to compete, and uh, there's probably you know she's probably torn between the competition and retiring. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Rightio, what about this? Um... Come on, Mido, jump on, mate. <laughs> what, what about no, Nikki's on. new one with the uh, I can smell the weed around the tennis court and it's distracting me? Like, f- firstly, yeah. is smoking weed legal, <laughs> number one, at a tennis match? Number two, he's already going to court to fight someone that he's called an alcoholic or they've drank too much or yeah. they've been drinking way too much and now he's calling out someone for smoking weed. <laughs> What's no, coming no, tomorrow? I think it was something that someone in his box, by the way. So, <laughs> so, so put them in trouble. <laughs> Dob yeah, them in. Uh, look, who knows? Uh, who knows what's going on? Uh, you know, it's, it's New York. <laughs> you, know, oh. yeah, you know what New York's like. Uh, but Man. Uh, look, it was, it was a couple of things. I mean, the men's draw is interesting. Again, it's very open. But Nick, you know, look, he played some flawless tennis. And you can see the different levels he can dial into. Um, and, uh, and he's definitely locked into competing. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. We're seeing it. We see a different version in that sense. But... I think we've also, you know, we also see the grabs where, you know, I mean, it was well documented, you know, the spitting towards his, to his box, the commentary towards there. Where Why, the uh, Roger, I don't understand that. What, what, can, what can anyone in your box do, apart from stand and clap when you hit a good shot? What, what, how can they help you? Why is it their fault? Yeah, no, look, I, I think in that one-on-one sport, sometimes, you know, Andy Murray used to do this, uh, you know, he had he had a lot of moments towards where he went towards his box, not at that, not at the gravity like this, but it was pretty strong. And then and then when Ivan Lendl became the coach, he got Andy to say to he basically said to Andy, "Don't look this way, uh, focus on the court, yeah. your opponent." And all of a sudden, Andy wins Grand Slams, so so he yes. uh, major championships because so the energy that that's used, and and yes, you want to throw the energy out there. Um, but you, you know, you might as well just throw it into the air somewhere else, and not to the support staff. Because for me personally, if that do it, what, what, how do I, how much respect do I give myself if I'm prepared to sit? And well, you know, spitting's actually, you know, when you spit at your own team, um, wherever, wherever that's going to, and and you're berating someone in that in that uh, area, I think there's there's definitely a line. And and Nick would have sat down. You know, he's human. He would have sat down. He probably thinks it's out of line. The only way to, to stop this sort of stuff when it happens and, and if there are behavioural issues is you, 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 set the, you set the scene from the start. Um, someone set the scene from the start and this is the, these are the playing conditions. And, and if it's Nick and he says, these are my playing conditions, well, you decide if you want to be involved in it. But, um, yeah, so, so that's, not the, that's not the pretty side of it. But the other side of it is he's a game away from playing Medvedev in the fourth round and that's probably... Uh, you know, if he can get through this that match, and there's, a, you know, he's going to be a very strong chance there in that in that tennis match. Uh, it's a long way, you know. There's a long tennis ta- tennis tournament for him because there's not too many guys in the draw um, that I look through in his half of the draw that I go, oh wow, I don't think that's that match is going to be a good matchup for him. So, uh, you know, there's an exciting level for him, but. Uh, he's still got to get through the number one player in the world. Okay, so he's got Wolf next. Where what he's would a you hot... do, Clarky Mido? What would you do if that was you're supporting someone? I'm not know, turning look, up again, mate. If if, yeah. if I'm going to watch my uh, best mate, my son, whoever it is, play a, a game of tennis, and they turn to me, all I'm doing is I'm there to support them, and they turn to me and speak to me like that or spit in my direction. Mate, I'm never going again. I'm saying, mate, you know what? You can jam it. How dare you talk to me or treat me? And, you know, he's got his missus in there as well. 
What's <laughs> that? He's spitting in the direction of your missus. What's yeah, that about? Uh, yeah, no, it's, oh, look, it's not on. There's no 100%. And as I said, I think there's no one's probably there that's got the, uh, got the weight to actually say, hey, this, this needs to change. This is not acceptable. Mm. No one's going, you know, like, no one's going to walk away. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, if, if, they're, if they're in there on their mobile phones, for example, and taking no notice of the game, not watching, couldn't care less if he wins or loses, I, you know what? I get that. But they'll do nothing wrong. They'll sit in there watching. But because he obviously felt like they weren't loud enough or they weren't standing and supporting when he wasn't at, like, yep. didn't win a point, like, come on, mate. That's not going to help you win or lose, surely. Yeah, it's a bit of eggshell stuff, isn't it? I mean, you're, oh. sitting, you're, you're, you're standing on eggshells, I think, in yeah. there because, yes, he likes the energy of his group. I mean, you know, Leighton liked the energy of the group, so we, so I gave him energy, you know, out yeah. there. And, you know, when, when there were right times, but there were also times when it was very, you know, real quiet. We just settled down, it settled in, and then there, you, you know when to come and go. But it wasn't, um, you know, I, I'm, I remember with Leighton uh, very much uh, straight away, I said, oh, look, I don't mind the, you know, I love the way you attack, you play your opponent. You you one on one, you lock in, and it's a, and it's a, a war out there. Mm. When when there is something to be said, and you do want to let some some anger out and, and some frustration, that's fine. Um, you know, if it's hitting a ball, you know, when you hit the ball in the stadium, or you want to, you know, if if you decide to bounce your racket or whatever it is, but you must move on immediately. Yeah. But because I know what what tension, you know, you got to release some tension, but never never come to never come to the box and release that that energy out towards no the box because we're all just whoever's in the box is there 100% supporting yeah. uh, we'll do what we can to support you through that journey so um, and he was very good in that space so um, I, but I think you know you set that scene straight away well at least we've got Aussies in contention at Flushing Meadows I guess and we're going to have a great weekend watching them Kyrgios, Demonor and of course uh, that huge match between Alia Tomjanovic and Serena Williams on what will be an emotion-charged Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, the comparisons I've seen, uh, Rog, Jimmy Connors, and that run in 91 at, what, 39 years of age when he made the semi-final. So it's going to be a great weekend. We appreciate your time as always. Yeah, thanks. It is a comparison, but Serena's got the global audience, I think. Yeah. And 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 uh, she, moves, she moves the needle in a, in a big, bigger way. But, you know, jump on. Join Clarky nah, and I. Can't Pretty good ride. You've got to enjoy the <laughs> grace of sport, I think. I agree. Yeah. Thanks, Rog. See you, boys. <laughs> See you, uh, Brad Davidson. Good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, Jared. Morning, everyone. Oh, great days racing there at Ramwick tomorrow. Firstly, how do you feel the tramway will play out? Yeah, look, guys, um, it's a great day of racing there tomorrow. A lot of, lot of top-class horses uh, resuming, and fingers crossed uh, that rain stays away. Um, the forecast is they're predicting a fair bit of rain for tomorrow, so um, we'll see how that pans out. But, look, I'm with Zaki in the in the tramway. Look, I think he's terribly hard to beat. I know a few people have listened to a few different uh, judges sort of suggest he's very short in the market, and I, I understand that, but... Um, yeah, look, he just gets the right run. He won this race first up last year. I know he was beaten first up in the spring, but that was at a mile. He's he's better at fourteen hundred metres fresh. And um, look, I, I think the camp have scratched him on heavy tracks first up in the past. So you know, if it gets really heavy, they might take him out. But um, gee, I think it's the perfect race for him. And I just think he's a little bit too good for them, to be honest, guys. Um, Profondo's there is a, a seven dollar chance. I must admit, I. I'm very surprised they didn't go to the Chelmsford with this horse. Um, I'm not sure they've made the right call there. I mean, 
racing's a funny thing, and maybe he can win, but uh, I think he's crying out for a mile, and the Chelmsford looked a race up for grabs where this looks like uh, Zaki's extremely hard to beat. So I was a little bit surprised by that move. Um, obviously, they're trying to teach the horse to, to relax, and no doubt that's behind the decision to keep him at 1,400. But um, for me personally, yeah, the, the Chelmsford looked a much more winnable race for him. Uh, Converge runs on, uh, as does Ice Fast. You'll love the conditions if that rain comes. But look, it's all about Zaki. He's the class runner, and I think he'd be far too good for him first up in the tramway. Yeah, what about the Chelmsford Stakes, buddy? Yeah, Clarkie, it's a, it's a funny race because every year it's generally a race of horses, that good class horses, but they're all looking for a bit further and they're all lead-up runs for those races over 2000 and beyond. So the horse that probably doesn't fit that bill is Moanga. And look, he was very disappointing first up, but he, he did get held up at a critical stage. He's a horse that needs clear air and momentum from basically the 600 home to show his best because he doesn't have that turn of 40, just builds momentum. That's what he does. So, look, he'd be the horse I'd be leaning to uh, unless we get a heap of rain. He doesn't want it heavy. But, um, yeah, I think he can bounce back uh, to some degree there tomorrow. Uh, Surefire, Montefilia, they both run on. And Numerian, I thought, could run a cheeky race fresh as well, along with Stockman if they do get a lot of rain. But, uh, yeah, I think he just might be the miler there with a lot of these looking for 2,000 metres, Mawanga. Interesting in the Furious tomorrow, Davo. We're in secret, the favourite at three sixty. Ali Mosley keen on She's Extreme at six dollars. But I'm just looking at the holds here, and you look at the flux. The punters really haven't sort of made up their mind on this race. What do you think of it? It's interesting, isn't it? Because you've got the class returning. She's Extreme, of course, the, the Champagne Stakes winner. Um, I thought it was the ride that won of the race that day. Look, she's been trialling well. Twelve hundred, definitely on the sharp side for her. So. Um, but the wet track probably brings that back a little bit too. I know the Snowden camp are, are relatively bullish about Paris Dior, who has been the one set for this race for a while now. And, and of course, in secret, was luckless first up and should have at least finished alongside Zoo Gotcha there. Um, you know, some would say she should have won, others say no, but she should have definitely gone close to winning that race if she got a clear crack at them. So I'm just with the one who's had the run in secret. Um, look, she's got a tricky draw to overcome, but James McDonald aboard and I think just with that run under her belt on the wet track, that's going to help fitness-wise. And I let her away, but a really interesting race. I'm keen to see how she's extreme comes back there on the weekend. How are you playing tomorrow? Yeah, look, it's it's one of those days where uh, probably the shorties for me, to be honest. Uh, race five, number one, Eduardo, and race seven, number one, Zaki. I just think they're the class horses. I respecting Andermatt in the Concord Stakes, but... Um, Look, he's going to get back. Uh, Eduardo's going to be out there rolling, probably just tagging Malkovich everywhere he goes. And we know how good he is fresh. We know he's in that top echelon of sprinters. All the others aren't quite really there yet. Mars Crusader's a good horse, but he's not a 1,000-metre horse for mine. So uh, Malkovich there at $8 looks gross unders as well. So um, for me, it's all about Eduardo, race five, number one. And like I said, I think Zaki, race seven, number one, you could probably double them up and that would be the, the way I'd be playing there tomorrow at Randwick. Yeah, I think they'll be in uh, many, many multis tomorrow, Dave. Oh, have a good weekend. We'll catch you on Sky One. Thanks, guys. Look forward to it. Talk da- Brad Davidson, yes, on Sky One. Now, I've had some texts, too. Have we got Dean Lester's tips, please? I'm going to need a new source to send them to me. Now, because <laughs> the bloke who used to send it to me was the great Nick Quinn, who's unfortunately no longer at the tab. So um, I'll try and find someone to send them to me so I can... Give them to you, our listeners, because I know that everyone loves hearing Dean Lester's mail. So, patience, I'll get there. Thank you.